Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Hey guys, Jesse here with another episode of The Wake Up Call. And today's episode, I want to go into a topic that I don't think I've actually touched on before. And this was a question that got posed to me uh, by one of my students. And I thought it was really um, a great topic to talk about because it's something that I've thought about and I learned a really, really, really long time ago doing my um, Certificate 3 and 4 in fitness at TAFE and really will impact your performance uh, during and also after training. And this is pre and post workout nutrition, okay? Now, I do wanna preface this and state first and foremost, if you ask 100 different people about their opinion on nutrition, you are going to get 100 different uh, responses, okay? Uh, Some people are pro-keto, pro-paleo, no-carb, high-carb, low-fat, high-fat, you name it. The way I like to think about nutrition is really simple. Um, Find what works for you and stick to it, okay? And that may sound like a non-answer, but one of the things that um, my mum actually taught me many, many years ago is she had a saying, and it was, in the middle is where it's at. And what she kind of meant was, you don't really want to kind of get drawn to either end of the spectrum, either end of the extremes. So people who have absolutes, so people who are like, carbs are the enemy, and then some people like, all hail the carbohydrate. Kind of in the middle um, is generally a pretty good space to be, is what I have found. And you're obviously going to have to personalize your nutrition to you. If you know that carbohydrates, for example, make you bloated and make you sluggish and make you retain a ton of water, then hey, maybe a high carbohydrate diet isn't for you. And on the flip side, you might find that when you have more fats in your diet, you have very good cognitive function. So your brain is really good. You know, your skin, you know, improves and your joints feel better because you've got more anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids in your body. So you've got to start to kind of look at nutrition from you know a 10,000 foot view just identify what you normally do what works well for you you know that you know for a fact you know when i eat this i feel great or when i eat this i feel like shit and then you kind of just make little subtle changes left and right based upon what you see and what you feel and notice in your body okay now like i said um we're going to dive into what to eat and drink uh before and after working out so there are some things that I've learned in my many years of coaching that I know, you know, scientifically speaking, um, work very well. And there are some things that I've tried from, you know, just personal trial and error that have and also haven't worked for me as well. I'm going to try and share a bit of both of those sides of things um, for you here today. Now, if you want to maximize your performance and the benefits that you get from training, um, please do pay attention and listen to what I'm about to say. All right. So the goal of pre and post workout nutrition, so pre meaning before and post meaning after, um, is to get the most out of your training. 
okay? And also it's to help speed up the recovery process. So when you train, whether it's weightlifting, whether it's cardio, whether it's sport, what have you, um, you're actually applying a stimulus or a stress to your body. So during that process, you're actually getting, you're not actually getting better, you're getting worse. You're applying stress and you're applying a, like I said, a stimulus, a st stimulation to the body, okay? So what you eat before will determine, you know, how much energy you have, how your body just generally feels. So if you eat too close to training, it will have an effect, not positive, but it will have a, an effect on your output. And also if you don't eat the right things after training, you may find that your recovery, getting back to your neutral state, and then also super compensating, which means you adapt and get better than you were previously, will be hampered, okay? Now, the goal ultimately of this podcast is this, to help you perform better and recover quicker. That's it, that's the goal, okay? I'm gonna start with pre-workout nutrition. All right, I'm not going to talk about pre-workout supplements because if you've ever dabbled in gym training before, um, you may have heard the phrase pre-workout. And this is where supplement companies take advantage of uh, people with really good intentions. Um, you don't need a pre-workout supplement. Pre-workout supplements are generally jam-packed full of vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, and also a shitload of stimulants. Okay, so people think they, air quotes, need a pre-workout because if you literally break that word down, it says before training. So they think they need a before training supplement to get better results. You fucking don't, all right? Most people, the general population, don't need a pre-workout. I personally don't take pre-workout. My pre-workout, if I need a little bit of a kick or a little bit of a, you know, a, a boost, shall we say, is caffeine. I have a coffee, I have an espresso, um, that's it. So if you're feeling a bit sluggish or if you train early in the day, um, or if you're just feeling a bit flat and you want a bit of a, air quotes, pre-workout, just have a shot of coffee and then get on with your training. Don't get drawn into spending you know, 30, 40, $50 on this little tub that's got 30 scoops um, because it's not essential. You don't actually need it, all right? Just stick to water or like I said, have a coffee and prioritize your sleep. If you're always feeling flat and sluggish and like you've got no energy, um, pre-workout supplement is like putting a Band-Aid on a broken bone. Sure, maybe it's gonna cover up a little bit of the wound, but the fact is, you've still got a broken fucking bone. Um, so we wanna fix the root cause and the root issue rather than just treating the symptom, okay? Um, yeah, so we wanna try and maximize your energy levels. And this is where I'm going to turn the mirror onto you. You are in control of what you eat, what you do, how much you sleep on a daily and a, and a nightly basis, okay? It's up to you to maximize those, those areas, all right? These are your controllables, so control them. Now, before training, the main thing that you wanna do is make sure that you have ample energy stores for the upcoming workout. So if you know ahead of time that you've got a heavy squat session or a big lower body workout, um, yeah, your legs are very strong, they're very powerful and they can handle a lot of load relative to the rest of your body. So generally speaking, uh, guys and girls, you're gonna be able to lift heavier, or you should be able to, lift heavier with your lower body than your upper body, 
So if you've got a big upper body training session coming up, you wanna make sure that you have enough energy to get through it all. I don't want you to get halfway through the session and then feel you know, like you're flat and you've just run out of energy and you can't complete the training session. All right? Um, and think about it like this. If you have a 10 minute drive in your car, all right? Theoretically, you don't need a full tank of fuel, right? You can get by with a quarter of a tank or even less. I have a little, uh, it has the fuel symbol and it flashes um, orange. Okay, when I get to about 110 or 100 kilometers, it just goes ding and it lets me know, hey, you should probably fill up soon, especially if you've got, you know, a long drive. But if you've got 10 minutes, a 10 minute drive, you're fine, you don't need a full tank of fuel. You know, it's nice to have, but it's not essential. If you're just going around the corner to go visit a friend or just drop down to the shops and get some groceries, uh, you don't need a full tank. Again, it's it's nice to have and it gives you that, you know, that sense of, oh, okay, if things do go wrong or if I have to add another stop to my trip, I'm sweet. But you just need enough fuel to get you there and back and with a little bit in reserve so, you know, you're not stranded on the side of the road. Does that make sense? Sweet. Now, the bottom line is this. Your body needs enough energy, so this means calories, to get you through the upcoming session. And this means that your uh, food intake, your calorie intake, should reflect that of the workout. If you've got a two hour, you know, I play football, round ball, the world game, okay? Our games last for 90 minutes. I need enough fuel within my body to last me 90 minutes, all right? So if I choose to fast, and go and do my 90 minute game, I could probably get through it, but because I'm not used to it, my performance is probably gonna decrease. Does that make sense? So the energy that you need needs to be relative to the upcoming session, all right? And for most people, um, <laughs> you don't need to carb, carb load, but I'm gonna to get to that in a moment. But think about it like this, really simple. If you've got a small session or a light session, you have a small energy requirement. If you have a big or a really hard session that you know is coming up, you're going to have a large energy requirement. And then if you've just got like a regular training session, you know, you're gonna need a regular amount of energy. Nothing to write home about. Nothing to really change or adjust in your day-to-day -day routine, all right? Now the type of food and how much that you consume does matter. Okay, for high intensity activities like interval training, weightlifting, or competitive sport, you want carbohydrates in your system, okay? And this is where the anti-carb zealots like to kind of rear their head, okay? Carbs are the devil, don't need carbs. I did, you know, keto and I was in ketosis and it worked really well for me, so then therefore everybody must do it. No, that's actually not, you know, it, it worked for you, bravo, very good. But for yourself, and this is what I can tell you factually speaking, carbohydrates are your body's preferred source, preferred source of energy. They are the easiest to break down and digest in and turn into usable energy, okay? The body breaks down carbohydrates into simple sugars known as glucose. And any extra carbs that you do have which aren't needed right now, they're gonna be stored in your liver and muscle tissue to be used at a later time, if needed, all right? Which brings me to the point. People think, okay, I do high intensity activity. Yep, it's very intense. 
I must need all the carbohydrates. This does not mean you need to carb load on Alfredo pasta like Michael Scott from The Office. Okay, so if you've ever seen The Office, this is one of my favorite TV shows. Michael Scott, terrific boss, a bit of an airhead as well. Um, he's going to do a, uh, I think it's a 5K run for charity. This charity, uh, this uh, foundation that he's trying to raise money for. So he he enlists the help of Dwight to go and help him carb load. So he gets this, I think it's a Alfredo pasta or a creamy carbonara. And he's got this big tray of pasta and he's just hammering that down. He's just wolfing it down by the spoonful. All right. So then he goes and does his 5Ks. What happens? His performance is absolute dog shit. And he ends up chucking up. He ends up throwing up at the end of it. But this is something that people have in their head. I've got a really heavy training session. You know, it's maybe just a little bit more than normal. I need extra carbs. I need extra calories. All right. You don't have to chow down huge amounts of spaghetti or pasta or rice or bread uh, before doing some cardio or doing a 5K. <laughs> like, let's put it into perspective here. You're not doing a fucking marathon. All right. If you are doing a marathon, then yes, you may need some extra carbohydrate loading strategies and probably a peaking protocol where your training actually reflect, reflects, this is my uh, event and we work backwards from it and adjust the training load, but that's for another podcast episode. So for me, the way I like to think about pre-training nutrition is all about keeping things simple. Number one, eat what you normally eat in the quantities that you normally would and space it out so that your meal is two to three hours before training. So if you train in the morning at 6 a.m., get up at four. No, you don't have to do that. You can do that, but you don't have to. <laughs> but I'm gonna use, uh, you know, if you train mid-morning, middle of the day, or in the afternoon slash evening, just organize what day or what time you train, and then work backwards and have your meal two to three hours beforehand, all right? I know that if I eat a standard meal in my regular container size, it takes about three hours, give or take, to digest and take me from being satisfied or full to being able to function normally. And what I mean by function normally is it will not hinder or hamper my performance doing high intensity activity or training. Okay? Point number two. If you are the person who does train before work, so maybe you're training at 5.30, 6, 6.30, 7 a.m., you know, and you don't want to do it fasted, if you need something in your stomach, if you want a little bit of fuel in your system, that's cool. Have something small. Have a small snack like an apple and a yogurt, or maybe it's uh, an egg and a muesli bar, or it could be something quick and easy like a protein shake and a banana. Very simple. It's not a huge meal but it's enough to get you through the training. It's enough to get you through your workout, okay? But it's real simple, guys. Pick the option that fits your eating style and how detailed and pedantic you wanna be about this, all right? Don't get caught up in the details. If you're not, my uh, one of my old bosses used to have a saying, he said, don't major in the minors. And this means don't worry about the small itty bitty details if you're not taking care of the big rocks the big, all important issues first, all right? And a little story about this nutrition stuff. When I uh, first started playing um, football in the 
Mensley in the first grade, right? Um, I was so pedantic. I was so caught up about, you know, being the best I could be and, you know, taking care of all of my controllables. I was so fucking meticulous with what I ate and when I ate before my football matches. I would get up at a certain time. I'll eat the exact same thing at the same time. And, you know, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, she knew my fucking routine. So it's like I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't do anything because I needed to get my meal prep, uh, my my pre-game routine happening. And it was so over the top, honestly. It was overkill. And, yeah, did I need to do it? Probably not. Like, it was good that I was that, um, what's the word, I cared so much about my performance, and I, I'm not saying don't care, but I'm saying just, again, in the middle is where it's at. I was overly pedantic about what I did. I ate at set times, and now I've kind of eased off a little bit, and I've become a little bit more relaxed. It's not that I don't care, but I've just used a different approach. I went from being super regimented, eating at 7, 9, and 11, or whatever my timings were, and all I do now is I just eat a few hours before. Again, I use that two to three hour window. I look at the, uh, the meals that I have in the fridge. Okay, that's a bigger meal. That's a bit more dense. All right, that's going to take me longer. Uh, I don't really have that time, so I'll pick maybe a smaller meal. And I'll just work backwards. That's it. All right? Just keep it simple. You know yourself. You know your body better than anyone else. And use that information to your advantage. So you do want carbs. Like I said, they are the body's preferred source of energy, easiest to break down and turn into usable fuel, all right? And you also want to include some protein in your meal or in the snack so that you have amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein, to start the repair and rebuilding phase directly after your training session has finished. So if you're weightlifting, you want some protein before you train, yes, okay? And the reason that this is important is because the muscle repair process is what is classed as non-essential. Your body can technically live without that extra muscle tissue, right? Your body doesn't technically need to repair the muscle if more important or pressing issues like, I don't know, keeping you alive are higher priorities. And I'm not saying, you know, we're in Paleolithic times and you know you have to go and hunt for your food and you know it's a life or death situation where you know you're confronted with a tiger or anything like that but if your body has to choose between you know vital functions and non-vital functions okay if it can only pick one or the other it's going to pick vital functions every time okay so if you want to build more muscle if you want to get stronger understand that is not the highest priority for your body so you've got to give it the nutrients that it needs to actually make it a priority. Because if it doesn't have those nutrients, they're gonna go somewhere else that's higher importance, like like I said, keeping you alive. Your body doesn't technically need that extra two, three, five, ten 10 kilos of muscle. You can survive without it. And this is the thing, you've gotta actually treat it like such. All right, if you want more muscle, Eat to build more muscle and train like you want to build more muscle. Because if you don't, your body's not going to do the work for you. And this also means if your daily protein intake is insufficient, 
the repair and building of new muscle tissue won't take place. All right? This is why protein is so important. If you don't consume enough, you're not going to maximize your recovery or stimulate new muscle growth. All right? Weightlifting, both men and women. Okay? For ladies, the phrase that gets uh, bandied around quite a lot is toning. All right? You want the appearance of having more muscle definition. If you don't have enough protein, if you don't eat enough protein, don't expect to build any fucking muscle. And gentlemen, if you want to gain weight, if you want to build more muscle, if you want broader shoulders, if you want wider lats, if you want more pronounced biceps, if you want bigger pecs, eat your fucking protein. All right? Then the next question becomes how much? A very good guide, again, based upon the research, 1.5 to 2 grams per kilogram of your current body weight. So if you weigh 100 kilos, you need to consume 150 to 300 grams of protein per day. Okay? Very simple equation. Do the math. Weigh yourself. Figure out how much protein you need you, uh, that you need to eat per day and eat it. All right? Next, I want to talk about hydration. Okay? You should not be dehydrated before training. Okay? It will impair your performance. And it's very easy to tell if you are dehydrated or not, all right? I remember, oh shit, I would have been between, I reckon, 11 and 13 years old at the time. And um, I had a football game and it was up in Perth and went to the urinal, do the business, and I saw this chart up on the wall and it had uh, different colors. It was Basically, it's a pee chart. It's a urine chart. Okay, and it was kind of like the first time I ever seen one. I was like, "Fuck, what, is, what does this mean?" So you know, I'm doing the business, and basically, rule of thumb is this: if your wee is dark yellow, you are severely dehydrated. If your wee is yellow, you are dehydrated. If it's light yellow, you're somewhat dehydrated. Could probably do with a little bit more water, but keep an eye on it. And if your urine is clear, you are hydrated. Okay. I give out a general kind of guide for most people. It's three liters, okay? Three liters. And then people say to me, Jesse, it's impossible. I can't drink three liters of water. Well, for 95% of the population, I call bullshit. And the reason for it is this. Have you ever fucking tried? Have you actually ever really tried from the moment you wake up to the moment before you go to sleep, drink three liters, all right? Actually try and do it. I remember when I was doing uh, 75 hard, the mental toughness um, program, mental toughness challenge, I had to drink 3.8 liters of water every day for 75 days in a row. And at the time before I did it, I thought to myself the exact same thing. Oh, there's no way I'll be able to drink that much water. It's impossible. But you know what? I really tried, I really focused on it. I had it as top of my mind because it was on my habit tracker. And you know what? For over 75 days in a row, I drank 3.8 liters of water. And this is the thing. If you don't focus on it, if you don't pay attention to it, no, you're probably not gonna drink your three liters of water. All right? I can guarantee you if you actually try, um, you'll be able to do it, all right? Most people just forget or get lazy or 
don't focus on it. The other things become, again, higher priorities and that gets pushed down the list and then you get home and you're like, oh, I've drank 500, lead, uh, 500 mils today. Oh, I'm wondering why I'm feeling sluggish and a bit lethargic and you know getting a bit of brain fog. It's not a mystery. You just didn't pay attention to it. This means drink as much or as little um, so that you aren't dehydrated. Again, going back to that P chart, but also drinking enough or just enough so that you aren't full of liquid and have it slosh around in your belly when you work out. So again, if you train early in the morning, I'm not suggesting you get up and drink one liter of water directly before you go train. Because chances are you're just gonna have to keep stopping to go to the toilet. Uh, so this is what's called the Goldilocks zone. Not too little, not too much, uh, just the right amount, okay? And it's gonna require a bit of trial and error to figure out what you know what's right for you, how much is right for you before, during, and after training, okay? I already know my numbers. I already know what works for me. You're gonna have to try it out on yourself and see, you know, that wasn't enough. You know, I've got very parched, dry lips, dry mouth. And then on the other side, you might be like, oh, man, I don't really, I really wish I don't have to do any jumping or, you know, running around because, you know, there's too much liquid in the belly, all right? Now, when we talk nutrition, we need to think about performance. This means getting the absolute most out of your training, all right? It means getting to the point that when you train, you aren't actually still digesting the food or having to, you know, do something with that liquid. Because if you are, if you are full, you've got a big belly full of food and you've just had a big couple hundred mils or a liter of water, what's gonna happen is your body will divert blood away from the target muscles and the working areas to break down that food and process it, okay? So you have to ask yourself, how is that going to benefit you? You got a belly full of food, you've just carb loaded or you've just you know, had a, had a decent meal because Jesse's told you you need carbs and protein and now you're super full, it's not gonna benefit you, all right? This is why there has to be an amount of planning and preparation before you train, okay? You have to have some form of a plan beforehand. If you just wing it, you know, what kind of results are you gonna get? They're gonna be random as fuck. So your goal, your plan, your mission is to eat and drink far enough in advance so that you aren't hungry and you aren't full. Nor are you thirsty and nor are you busting for the toilet. Make sense? Those are your parameters. Work within those. All right. Moving on to what to do after you've just finished a workout or a hard training session. General rule of thumb. The harder you train, the more brain power you will have used and the more muscles that you will have worked, okay? If you've ever done any really proper strength training and you've done, maybe you've done like a, a max rep set of squats, deadlifts, push-ups, or something. Something where you've trained to whether it be muscular failure or technical failure. So muscular failure is, let's say it's a set of push-ups. You do as many push-ups as you can until your muscles literally give out and cannot push you up. Okay, technical failure, we will use as a breakdown in technique. So I, I, I very rarely allow my students to let their form break down and start to change. If it does, it means, hey, that's that set probably done. 
But in terms of testing, um, you're pushing limits. All right, so if you're doing like a, uh, let's use the bench press as the example. Let's say you're doing a three rep max. You put as much weight as the, uh, on the bar as you can and you do three reps, all right? If your technique starts to change, if you start squirming and arching your back and the bar starts rotating side to side and you weasel that bar up, uh, that's technical failure. Your technique looks different from you know one, two. One and two were good, rep three looked pretty, pretty sketchy, pretty shit. All right, that's technical failure. But when you start pushing those those envelopes of you know 90, 95%, 100% of your output, um, it requires energy. All right, this means that you have to replenish your glycogen stores, so carbohydrates. And like I said, if you've done resistance training, if you're lifting weights, um, you need to get some more fuel for those starving muscles. They've worked hard. They've been broken down. You've had some micro tears and trauma to the muscle tissue that needs to be repaired that needs to be solidified that needs to be you know fixed up all right that's the technical term fixed up so if you've got a really really hard session for example um my annual boxing day session that i did in 2022 it was fucking diabolical it ran for about two hours um, I rarely train for two hours except for sport. Um, but my session, it was it was just beautiful. It was so glorious. I did my military press uh, practice with kettlebells um, as I normally would. And normally that's my practice, that's my training done. Normally I'll just press and that's it. But I did presses. Then I asked for a bit of uh, suggestion from some people and one of my good friends, so very fortunate to have him in my life. He suggested um, statues. He said, do many statues. So I did many statues. I think I ended up getting towards uh, about 100 statues. And then I did some diabolical stuff afterwards as well. My lovely wife helped me uh, create a bit of a wad, a bit of a conditioning component at the end, which involved the rower. And um, I have not rowed for a very long time. And needless to say, at the end of all of that, I was ruined. I felt like dog shit, but that's part of the Boxing Day session, all right? On a very heavy and hard and long session like that, uh, you have depleted the energy stores. The brain has worked very, very hard. The muscular system has worked very, very hard. The cardiovascular system has worked very, very hard. It needs some fuel, all right? Give it some. Carbohydrates, protein, and um, yeah, this is where, again, the protein piece comes in. Building muscle takes hard work, okay? It's not an easy process. It's very easy to think it is because you see this stuff online, you see this girl you know, in a crop top and these short shorts, or you see this buff dude and you think, fuck, he's just done you know, three sets of eight to 12 of that exercise and they look awesome. I should be able to do that too. Um, yeah, it takes time, it takes hard work. You know, if you've done the hard work, if you've trained and you've lifted, or you've ran, or you've done your training, you've done a workout, don't piss it away by being lazy with your food and drink choices afterwards. All right? Give your body the fuel that it needs to repair and get itself ready for the next bout. All right? It's not a one and done. One meal isn't going to cut it. You eat multiple meals every single day. Focus on it. 
Be attentive to it. Take pride in what you fucking eat. You've done the hard part of lifting heavy. Now reward your muscles with some food for their efforts. Fill up that proverbial fuel tank. Now, this is where people like to get specific, and I will be specific with you. 20 to 50 grams of protein is plenty of protein to start the protein synthesis process. So that basically means repairing and building the muscles that you've broken down, all right? 20 to 50 grams of protein, that's plenty. If you can't eat that, you know, you might have to do some serious looking in the mirror about, you know, how much protein you're eating and how bad you want your goals because 20 grams of protein is not a lot. 50 grams is on the upper side, all right? Um, and it, 50 grams is a decent portion, all right? But it's also gonna help you get closer to your daily target. So if you know you're training, you know, three days a week or you're lifting four days a week, just partition your protein accordingly. Okay, I'm doing a hard session here. This meal needs to be higher in protein, okay? Like I said, you can just eat a regular meal um, and take care of both of those goals, carbohydrates and protein. And I do encourage you to have a high protein diet, all right? There are a few constants when it comes to nutrition and what cons uh, what constitutes a, air quotes, good diet. Let's, let's call it an effective diet. And this is why all diets work, okay? But there's a couple things that get controlled in all of the diets. Keto, paleo, low carb, high carb, high fat, low fat, Atkins, Weight Watchers, whatever it is. First and foremost, calories gets taken care of. Next on the agenda is protein. Get your protein. If you don't get your protein, don't be surprised when you know you feel like shit. Your recovery from training takes a long time and you don't build any muscle. Like I said, protein is the building block. All right, if you don't have those building blocks, yeah, it's not gonna happen. So if you're just having a regular meal post-workout, uh, lean meat and vegetables, okay, or you can have like a, a pasta dish, maybe it's a spag bowl, uh, you can have rice dish with a protein sauce, you can do up a, a couple egg omelette, you know, fish and potatoes. You pick. You know your food preferences. You know what you like to eat and what you don't like to eat. Just make sure you've got some carbs and you're hitting that protein target. And the last thing that I will mention here is electrolytes. Okay, because these big companies have a lot of marketing power and they get blasted all over the television, especially, you know, in summer coming into certain sports. Uh, cricket, tennis, things like that, they get um, promoted quite heavily. Uh, so you, your Gatorades, your Powerades, your Staminades, or any of the other aid drinks that you see on TV. Uh, these are great for people engaging in competitive sports. You know, like I said, I play competitive sports. I don't play social, I play to win. Um, and I do it on a regular basis. I'm not there for, for fun. Um, I'm there to win. I'm there to improve myself and I've trained fucking hard. They are also useful for endurance athletes um, or those people wanting to gain weight, okay? My goal is not to lose weight. Right now, my goal is to actually gain weight. So, you know, if you if you don't mind having that extra bit of sugar, those extra calories that come in um, liquid form, by all means, yeah, they may, may, 
be beneficial to you. If you're sweating a lot, you do need salt to actually retain that water. Okay, sodium and potassium are the main electrolytes that I'm referring to. And especially if you're out in the sun, uh, let's say you're going for a run or you're doing a, a ruck or even walking for, you know, maybe it's a hike, you do like a one, two, three hour hike, uh, you're gonna lose a lot of fluid. And you need to replace not just the fluid, but the salt. The salt is what actually retains the water, okay? But uh, for the general population, you don't need them. If you're just a regular gym goer, if you're just training at the gym a couple times a week, you don't need them. Just drink your water and eat appropriately. Eat like a grown up, okay? Sounds pretty simple to me. So, just to wrap that all up and put a nice little bow on it, um, I hope that gives you some clear and concrete guidance on how to maximize your performance both inside and outside of the gym or you know wherever you're training. Uh, maybe it's in your garage, okay? Maybe it is outdoors in nature. If you pay attention to what and how much you eat, and also the timing, so you know when you actually eat your food and drink. Uh, don't be surprised when you see increases in energy, strength, and endurance. If you get it right, and what I mean by get it right is if you actually pay the fuck, the, pay the fucking attention to what you eat and how much you eat, um, you will notice things go really well for you. You will have good energy because you're eating on a regular basis. You will have good energy because you're eating a well-balanced diet. Again, in the middle is where it's at. So you're eating carbohydrates, you're eating some fats, you're eating that high-protein diet that I already mentioned, hopefully to death. And it's going to help you perform well, good energy stores to train hard, and also good energy to recover. All right? You can train the fucking house down all you want. But if you don't pay attention to what you do after training, it will hamper your recovery process. It will be long. It will take you longer to recover. DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, will be perhaps uh, more amplified. All right? The goal of training, this is the fucking holy grail, okay? You train hard, you make progress, you're not sore. That is the holy grail. All right, you follow a progressive program. You can see market, you know, marketedly small improvements over a long, sustained period of time, and you're not really too sore. Okay, that's what we're looking for here. But if you get it wrong, if you get your pre and post workout nutrition wrong, or if you don't just pay, if you just don't pay attention to it, you'll feel sluggish, you'll feel slow, you'll feel lethargic and your training motivation will be quite low, okay? And that's not even to mention the possibility of toilet trouble, you know, number one or number two, if you overdo it with the wrong foods or the incorrect timings of the liquids that you consume. <clears throat> Coffee, anybody? Um, so I really do hope this helps you get more out of your physical training so that you can build more strength, uh, grow more muscle and recover faster because that's really what it's all about. It's not about a one-off session where you perform awesome and then you remember that training session for the rest of your life. Um, you should have quality training sessions on a regular basis. And this means weekly, right? And you can only do that if you actually pay attention to what you eat, how much you eat, 
and what you're drinking. All right, so guys, I hope that really does help you. Um, get your carbs in, get your protein in, drink appropriately for when you're training, and uh, yeah, don't take it for granted because it's not gonna happen on its own. Um, you determine the quality of your training, which dictates the quality of the outcomes that you get. So pre and post workout nutrition, pay attention to it, and it'll look after you really, really well. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll speak to you soon for another episode. Bye for now. If you loved the wake-up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.